We survived day one with no Dodger baseball. There was some rumblings, though. The Cardinals open for business. Might there be a third baseman out there that the Dodgers could use? The Dodgers are going to open the next season in a different country. We'll talk about that when and where. And, you know, is it time for Dodger baseball again? Because we're still here waiting. But there's a lot to get into anyways. That's what we're going to talk about. So let's get locked on Dodgers. You are locked on Dodgers. Your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yo, 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 Dodger fans. Welcome to Locked On Dodgers. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Locked On, your team every day. This is the daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue. You can find us wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you can subscribe and you can listen and you can become an everydayer by listening every day, Monday through Friday. If this is your first time listening or watching, you're not quite an everydayer yet, but you can get there. But either way, I'm Vince Samperio. That's my co-host, Jeff Snyder. We're both lifelong Dodger fans that have been in multiple ways covering the team watching the team being living breathing dodger baseball and we're here to bring you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning and before we get into today's episode i uh, just want to thank you jeff for holding it down all-star week uh gets crazier the longer you're in this game and uh i was actually invited to events and stuff this year that uh well i didn't get to do in la last year so it was a little bit different yeah, I enjoyed uh, watching it on TV from my couch with my family. Uh, it would have been fun to be there like you were, but uh, I enjoyed my experience quite a bit. But yeah, it's nice to have you back. And uh, I want to ask you, sometimes in that intro, you mentioned that we've watched the Dodgers all over the country. How many different stadiums have you watched the Dodgers play in? Not counting spring training. Um, so every in the West is five, Chicago, Milwaukee, six, seven, uh, I think that's it. seven and then Monterey, Mexico. So, eight. okay, not bad. I think I'm only at uh, five because uh, I've obviously Dodger Stadium and then both Padres Stadiums and Angels okay. and uh, and the Rockies. That's it because I my goal is to root, root root for the home team in every stadium, and so I can't go when they're playing the Dodgers because until I've already been there to root for the home team. So uh, my next goal, once I all I have is Minnesota left on my first goal, and then my next goal will be to, to watch the Dodgers play in every stadium. Uh, yeah, my my wife and sons have actually been to one I haven't been because they went to game five of the 2021 NLDS in San Francisco, and my daughter and I were at home. So, uh, yeah, they, they have me beat on that one. Yeah, there you go. All right, but we got a few things to get into. No Dodger baseball, like we mentioned. The Dodgers did make a small deal they acquired Tyson Miller from the Brewers for cash considerations. Tyson Miller from the Brewers might become somebody we talk about in the future, but the big deal with this move was that they moved Daniel Hudson to the 60-day I.O., which essentially doesn't end his season, but just the way Roberts kind of mentioned it, and now that it's an immediate 60-day I.O. stint, I don't know if we're going to see Daniel Hudson again this season. Yeah, and you know, I can't tell if that's news or not because we knew he's going to be out a long time. Dave Roberts said at the time of the injury that he hoped to see Daniel Hudson back this season. And so realistically, this is probably the same timeline. But yeah, the fact that they're committing to at least two months so early isn't great news for sure. Uh Tyson Miller is 
they must see something in him. Uh, I can't figure out what it is. Cause even in the minor leagues, he didn't strike anybody out. His strikeouts per nine in the minor leagues is only 8.7 in the big leagues is 5.4. And like, they've got a lot of, they have plenty of relievers who don't strike guys out already. I feel like they need to go the other way. Uh, but you know, uh, Evan Phillips was nothing to write home about when the Dodgers acquired him for nothing too. And, uh, he turned out to be pretty good. So maybe, maybe Tyson Miller is the next Evan Phillips, or maybe he's the next, uh, name a guy who the Dodgers got and then you free like Tanner was that dude's name who pitched earlier this year Tanner Scott Tanner. Taylor Scott Taylor, Taylor Scott Taylor with the E and at the end that's right I knew some generic white boy name Taylor Scott and, and it's like yeah we're gonna forget that dude existed I already have apparently so I uh, may we'll see if Tyson Miller turns into the next Taylor Scott or the next Evan Phillips or somewhere yeah, it's, one, it's one of those things where it's two extremes if we talk about Taylor or uh, if we talk about Tyson Miller again, it's either because he came up and did really bad, or he came up and he's actually doing something worth talking about, or because they DFA'd him next week when they need the roster spot. Yeah, true. Although we didn't talk about when Ricky Venasco got DFA'd and he cleared waivers and he's in the minor. Yeah, so he stayed in the organization. So they they knew what they were doing there because they traded an actual person for him, and then they waited until I think he was hurt, and they waited until he. Uh, I think they're analyzing other teams' rosters and say, okay, who might be interested in him and do they have room on their roster? Okay, looks like it's safe to DFAM right now. He'll probably clear waivers. So uh, I think that's probably an underrated part of the Dodgers' front office. True. Let's move on to, well, I guess somewhat news because it came straight from the Cardinals' president of baseball operations. This is the quote from him. He said, right now I can tell you we're going to trade people. Just don't know if it's going to be household names or guys who are more likely to not be here next year. We'll start off with the household names, and it's Paul Goldschmidt and it's Nolan Arenado. While Paul Goldschmidt is still a really good player, was MVP last year, unless he learns a new position, the Dodgers don't really have space for him because J.D. Martinez and Freddie Freeman, you know, the what you would have to give up to get Paul Goldschmidt, I don't think you would give up in order to put one of those guys out of a spot. But the one name that is bigger, maybe, he was an all-star this year, Nolan Arenado, he still has time on his deal. But, again, if the Cardinals want to decide to build a different way or realize that, hey, we're not that – I mean, they barely made the playoffs last year and we're not that good with Arenado and Goldschmidt, you know, maybe they decide to put him on the market and see what they can get for him. Yeah, and, you know, they, they could view it as kind of like a – HGTV house flipping kind of show. Hey, we got Nolan Otto for nothing. The Rockies paid us to take him. And, uh, and now we flipped him for some prospects uh, after getting, you know, some good production out of him for a couple of years. It's, it's, if they could get quality trade for him, you know, I, I think his, his return would be a little bit limited just because there's a lot of money still owed to him. And interestingly, his defense this year has been bad. Uh, he has not been nearly, the defender that he's been throughout his career. And, uh, you know, it could be a glitch, uh, just a, a blip on the radar. I remember in 2018 when the Dodgers got Manny Machado, I don't know if you remember, his defense had been uh, a little bit bad that first half of the season. And then he played really good defense for the Dodgers uh, when he was there and, and obviously is still a, you know, he was at shortstop with the Orioles and the Dodgers in 2018. He then went back to third base and he's still an excellent defensive third baseman. But uh, Arenado... You know, maybe maybe he just snaps out of it. Maybe he needs a change of scenery. Maybe he 
struggles playing defense when his team sucks. Although he was good defensively <laughs> for the Rockies, so you'd think he'd be used to that. But uh, yeah, it's uh, so maybe you know if the price is right there. Uh, obviously, I'd love to have Nolan Arenado on the Dodgers. It, you know, you then just bump Max Muncy back to second base, and then you have basically your lineup is set. Mookie is in right field against uh, left-handed pitching. And against right-handed pitching, Mookie's a shortstop, and you know, boom, you've you've got your Nolan Arnado fills some holes. And even though the Dodgers' current hole isn't at third base because other guys can play multiple positions, it fits. And uh, he's having, yeah, not his best season ever, but I mean, he's got a 129 OPS plus, which is very good. Uh, he's hit 19 home runs. He's actually only struck out 66 times so far this year, which is. Uh, you know, it, it's more than it's a higher strikeout rate than last year. But at its, uh, sometimes I feel like Nolan Arenado ought to strike out more than he does because he's got that same AJ Pollock, JD Martinez uh, susceptibility to the the slider on the outside or just outside the zone. Uh, but you know, he he finds a way to not strike out very much. His strikeout rate is below average, meaning better than average uh, in the league. So, yeah, I, I would love to have me some Nolan Arenado for sure. Yeah, and, and, you know, with the struggles of Vargas, Miguel Vargas, and we've talked about this before, other than a first baseman, a DH only, or a catcher, the Dodgers can look for any other position out there, and all they would have to do is find an upgrade between either one, Miguel Rojas, or two, Miguel Vargas, which at this point is not that hard. You know, an upgrade wouldn't take much. So it's open and everything's open. And obviously, you know, I'm sure the Dodgers will at least ask and see what the Cardinals are looking for. And honestly, I mean, the Cardinals are kind of in a weird spot. They've had a weird year. They've had a weird couple of years. The guys aren't developing like they're used to. I don't know what they'd exactly be looking for, but as we talked about, as you talked about with Otani the other day, the Dodgers can trade a lot of prospects and still be really good and still be a top five, you know, even 10 at the bottom uh, farm system, which I don't think it would cost that much for an auto yeah, and the Cardinals probably have some pitchers we could talk about in the next segment. Yep, that is exactly what we're going to talk about in the next segment because uh, he said household names or guys that won't be here next year. And, uh, you know, there might be some of those guys that the Cardinals have. So that's what we're going to get into. And now we talk about Sleeper because today's episode is brought to you by the Sleeper app. Do you want the chance to win more money with less picks? Head to Sleeper where you can win up to 100 times your money on just two or more fantasy baseball picks. What are fantasy baseball picks? Well, you pick a stat and you pick a player or multiple players or multiple stats and you try to decide what they're going to do. You know, will Freddie Freeman homer tonight? Then you would pick Freddie Freeman to homer tonight. Will Mookie Betts homer tonight? You pick Mookie Betts to homer tonight. And hey, if they both happen and in whatever amount of money you put on it, then you get 100 times that payout. So it's not a bad deal. Um, you know, you can put hits, you can put strikeouts, you can put a, a, a lot of different things that you can check out on the Sleeper app. All you got to do is download it, check it out, and you can win 100 times your money on Daily Fantasy Baseball. And you can pick up to eight. So you can really put down, you know, you can put, hey, you know what? I'm going to put a dollar down, but I'm going to pick eight people. And I'm going to, if I win, I want to get $100. That's not a bad return of investment. So go check it out right now. You don't only have to pick Dodgers, but, you know, why wouldn't you pick Dodgers? It's probably the team you know but you know, you know most about. So get your picks right, and you could win big. And right now, Sleeper app, you can use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. So that's a 100-time payout and a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See sleepers use detail sleepers terms of use for details. 
It's currently operational in over 30 states. So check out Sleeper today. All right. Thanks for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen of the day. Make sure to check us out wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Make sure to hit that subscribe button and you'll get notified every time we have a new episode and you can become an everydayer. Remember, you can listen to the Dodgers home broadcast for any game on SiriusXM or the SXM app. All you got to do is search for Dodgers and you'll get the home broadcast for every game in case you can't watch. You can also find us on there if you search Lockdown Dodgers. But, Jeff, like you mentioned, the Cardinals uh, have some other players that might be intriguing to the Dodgers. And, you know, nobody that's going to – well, nobody that's maybe going to become make this team an instant World Series contender, but a few guys that have potential to help out in big ways, especially when it comes down to pitching. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the, the rotation, I, I don't really know that, you know, because – Jack Flaherty has been kind of their big star starting pitcher uh, the last few years. He's not having a great season. None of their, I mean, part of the reason the Cardinals are having a bad season is because their pitchers aren't pitching very well. Their their best starting pitcher this year has been Jordan Montgomery. Uh, he's got a 3.23 ERA and 103 innings pitched, uh, and he's just signed through this year. Uh, hits free agency after this year. So he's a possibility that. Uh, you know, he's not going to be a front-end starter, but uh, I think he could be useful. And then in the bullpen, you got a couple of guys. you got Jordan Hicks, who throws a million miles an hour, uh, does strike guys out. Maybe, that's funny, he has a 13.5 strikeouts per nine, but when you throw 105, it, even that feels like it should be higher. Uh, and the big concern there is he's got a 5.6 walk, 5.6 walks per nine, too, uh, which is why he has a 393 ERA. Uh, similar boat as Hennessy Cabrera. He's got 10.3 strikeouts per nine, but 5.3 walks per nine. Uh, another guy, he's a, he's a lefty guy, throws crazy hard, uh, doesn't always know where the ball's going. Both of those guys would be interesting uh, to me if the Dodgers went after them. It Obviously, uh, I, I think Hicks is a guy that the Cardinals value pretty highly, so it'd be you'd have to see what the return ask on him is. But uh, I, I think they've got a couple parts that, you know, that the Dodgers could use to plug some holes for sure. Yeah. Like I said, it's nobody that's, you know, a game changer, but the Dodgers don't necessarily need a game changer. Obviously that's always going to be welcomed and ideal, but they need guys at this point, especially in the pitching side to fill innings. And, you know, if the guys are healthy and they're pitching well enough, we've talked about, you know, at this point, all we wanted from Noah Syndergaard was, you know, bottom of the barrel, number five starter, like four or five, maybe even a five-year array, give the Dodgers a chance, especially with the offense. You know, some of these guys can do that. Again, if they value Jack Flaherty higher than the Dodgers value him, then there won't be a move. But he he has had, overall, his season hasn't been great, but he has had uh, a, last seven starts, he's been better, in the ERA hovering around three. His last two starts, he hasn't allowed a run, went six innings each time. Uh, you know, so there, there's room there for him. There's a guy like Jordan Montgomery, um, you know, lefty who's, 3-2-3 RA on the season and 18 games started. He not doesn't strike out too many guys, but you know, is is solid enough. Can give him innings. And, you know, if it's cheap enough, you know, the, the when they got, I think when the Cardinals got Montgomery, they got him for a J Hap or, or a weird deal where they kind of swapped two lefties. It's one of those where, you know, some of these guys, if they end up being cheap, but you just need the innings, uh, then it, it's gonna work out the way, especially with the fact that the Dodgers have to clear some roster spots because coming up in this, you know, it's not a matter of clear it to clear it, 
But if you can get something that helps for a guy that you know probably wasn't going to survive the roster crunch come November, then it might be worth it to make that move now. Yeah, uh, I, I wish Ryan Helsley was healthy because he's a guy I'd love to have. But you know, he's still got a few years of team control, and he's on the injured list with a, uh, a right forearm strain, which doesn't sound like great news for a guy who throws really hard with his right arm. Uh, so who who knows? Uh, he he's not going to be traded because uh, if he has any trade value, it's it's not right now. Um, yeah, the Montgomery went over in the in the Harrison Bader trade. So oh, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's there, there's stuff there's stuff out there, and uh, Cardinals are one of the first teams to really declare that they're going to be sellers. Uh, the White Sox are obviously going to sell, but they haven't. Gen- kind of- I don't think I've ever heard of someone say we're going to trade people. Yeah, we, I, I think not, it happens. Not like know, straight up out like that. Usually it's teams that are maybe doing – I mean, the, the Cardinals are doing really, really bad. They're in last place in a weak division. Um, you, usually it doesn't have to be said, I guess, because, you know, like with the White Sox this year, we, we know the White Sox are going to sell. Uh, you know, we know that if if the A's have any anybody that anybody wants, they'll be willing to trade them. Uh, so they don't have to declare that they're open for business. But a team like the Cardinals that – they have that expectation every year of winning. It's it's kind of jarring to have them selling at the trade deadline. Yeah, exactly. But again, that's now all stars over. We move into the next part of the year, which is trade deadline, rumor season, trade season. You know, if I'm the Dodgers, I got to think about, hey, let's try to make one deal at least early. And, you know, kind of you wouldn't necessarily set the market but you don't have to it doesn't matter because you already got who you needed to get you know and if somebody gets trade, let's just say you know a team overreacts trades for a starting pitcher gives up two top prospects well now every team's going to want two top prospects in order to do it. it's kind of like when they have the negotiations with Granky. like if they had offered him before the season a, a large amount of money he might have taken it but then after the season they got outbid because you know the, the Diamondbacks gave all that money not not to say that that Granky deal was a mistake or anything but i'm just saying like in general if you can get out ahead of the market you can help yourself out so i you know i do wonder now if, you know with this being said do the dodgers try to jump in early and, and make that move especially considering that you know they need the innings kind of right away yeah 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 uh, it'll be interesting to see for sure yeah the last part of the episode, we're going to talk about the Dodgers playing in Korea next year to start the season. Who playing in Seoul, South Korea? We'll talk about that. They're playing against the Padres. Talk about that. Talk about the rest of the game that MLB has planned outside of the country, and then finish up talking about DJ Uyunglele, who the Dodgers drafted number twenty overall, or twentieth round overall for them, not number twenty overall. Uh, and why they drafted someone that is supposed to be a big-time college player this season. So that's what's on tap. So make sure to keep it locked on, Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. And guess what, Bird Dog? If you're looking for something that makes you look good, Bird Dogs are there for you. They got shorts and pants. I'm going to talk about shorts because I'm a shorts guy. And being a shorts guy, and especially somebody that travels and for, for work and things of that nature – uh, for baseball, you know, I've, I've kind of been trying to buck the trend of what sports people or what sports people are supposed to wear, like polos and pants and everything else. And, you know, nice and, you know, shiny shoes, stuff like that. I'm out there in T-shirts, uh, you know, my out of pocket on it. I'm out there in shoes and I'm out there in bird dogs sometimes. And they're perfect because they don't look like 
some random jinky shorts you got somewhere else. They look like some nice shorts, you know, maybe even some, you know, golf shorts, which people that, that write about sports might appreciate so they don't give you as many looks. And bird dogs are there. It can help you in, in any situation. They're versatile. Like I said, I can wear them when I'm covering the Dodgers. I can wear them when I'm going to the beach. I can wear them to a cookout. I can wear them to dinner. Like there's a lot of different uses for them. So bird dogs are there to help you out whenever you need them. And now that it's starting to get hot in Los Angeles or maybe wherever you're at, they fit great. They are, they're not stiff. You can, they're loose. They have the anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. There's a lot of different ways bird dog can help you out and you should go check them out. And if you do go check them out at birddogs.com, make sure to use the promo code locked on MLB for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on MLB or enter the promo code locked on MLB. You get a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Back and ready to talk about the final things we're going to talk about. But first, just want to thank you for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen of the day every day. Make sure to become an everydayer by listening every Monday through Friday. The easiest way to do that is to subscribe and make sure you're notified every time we have a new episode. You can also listen to us on SiriusXM or the SXM app if you search Lockdown Dodgers, which is where you can listen to the home broadcast for every Dodger game. SiriusXM or the SXM app, just search Dodgers. All right, Jeff, last part for today, the Dodgers. Uh, we heard rumblings of it and rumors and reports of it uh, maybe about a month ago or so that the Dodgers and Padres were likely to start the season in Korea next year. Now it's official that March 20th and 21st, the Dodgers will be playing in Seoul, South Korea against the Padres in part of four cities the Dodgers, or the MLB is going to outside of the u.s and canada part of their 2024 world tour or your initial thoughts on this jeff uh, i i'm pretty excited about it. i think it's pretty awesome uh it'll be kind of like 2014 when the dodgers and d-backs open in australia uh which is same part of the world roughly the same distance i think uh from from la uh as seoul is uh so they'll go there they'll play a few games and then they'll come home and have another week of recuperation, probably a little more spring training. I'll probably have the, the freeway series after, uh, after the, the Korea series. So I remember it was weird that time in 2014, they had major, uh, you know, regular season games, then some minor or spring training games. And then they started the regular season. Uh, Adrian Gonzalez was the MLB stolen base leader for a while. That's right. Yeah. Clayton Kershaw's back tightened up on the plane back from Australia. he, Missed a couple weeks, but he ended up winning the MVP that year, so it turned out okay. Uh, yeah, I think it'll be awesome. Obviously, the Dodgers have a rich history with Korea. Having uh, Chan Ho Park was, the the I think, the first uh, Korean-born player. Yeah, I'm looking right now. Uh, he's Chan Ho Park was the first one, and uh, since then, they haven't, They you know, obviously, Hyunjin Ryu. Uh, who else have they had? They've had uh, Chin Lung Hu. Is he... Oh, he's Taiwanese. Um, oh, that's right. He's Taiwanese. Um, yeah, I'm looking through the list of Korean players. Oh, Hesop Choi, the illustrious Hesop Choi. Uh, this is twice this week we've talked about Hesop Choi. That's a big week well, for Hesop Choi on Locked On Dodgers. Yeah, on it, bro. The year he made it was because MLB was trying to promote the World Baseball Classic, and they got all the people from different countries. 
Okay. He he also had that three homer game that you know. Yeah, I was uh, at that game. That was crazy. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, I I think because of Chan Ho Park and Hunjin Ryu, I think there's probably a pretty healthy Dodger fan contingent in Korea. Uh, and then you have Ha Sung Kim for the Padres, who's probably the best current uh, Korean player. And so so that's exciting for him to get to play. I, uh, who else would be in the running there? G-Man Choi, I guess, uh, and yeah. Ryu. Um, but Ryu has been injured so much lately. Um, so, yeah, having Ha Sung Kim get to play back at home is exciting for him, obviously. So I, I think it'll be pretty decent. Right, I think they picked two good teams, the Dodgers in their history and the Padres and their current ties to Korea. I think it's a, a great matchup, and uh, I think it's a lot of fun. I, I, I think anywhere they can play Major League Baseball, they should do it, except for Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll be fun. Korean fans take baseball very seriously. Uh, you know, they've kind of struggled the last couple World Baseball Classics, but, you know, I, I still remember Japan-Korea final at Dodger Stadium was one of the most electric baseball games I've ever been to. So, you know, it's it's real out there. It'll be fun. Uh, I'm definitely going to start petitioning for them to send me out there uh, for work in order to, to experience that. I was supposed to go to Australia the first time around um, as a part of a graduation present, but then I ended up getting a laptop instead, and I should have went the other way. But either way. Uh, you you know. should probably petition for them to send you and your photographer, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, like I said, it'll be fun. Uh, the other countries that that's going to be played next year, the most random matchup ever: Astros Rockies in Mexico City. Unless there's some contingent that I don't know about of uh, well, well Vinny Castilla played for for okay. the Rockies. Um, yeah, true, and and obviously Houston is uh, down relatively close to not to Mexico City, but to. Mexico in general, the Gulf of Mexico, anyway. Yeah, that shows makes more sense. But Rockies, yeah, I was, uh, yeah. I, the Vinny Castilla is the only thing I can think of. Yeah. Uh, then you got the London series, Mets and and Phillies. Yeah, I know or NL East matchup, I believe. And then there will be some spring training games played in Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic, between the Red Sox and Rays. So you know, baseball starting to expand. It's fun. I don't see an issue with that. I don't have an issue with it. And, uh, you know, should be a good time for the Dodgers other than the long flight that I've yeah. already looked into. And it's, it's a pretty long flight. <laughs> yeah, for but, sure. Yeah. Ismail Valdez, he pitched for the Rockies for a while after the Dodgers too, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I guess there's some connections, but uh, real quick before we finish up. So the Dodgers drafted DJ Uyangalele with their 20th round pick. He is currently supposed to be the quarterback for Oregon State. Was before that was the quarterback for Clemson. Was he was one one number one and number two with Bryce Young, who just went number one overall in the NFL draft. He kind of didn't do it in college. And uh, yeah, Billy Gasparino, Dodger scouting director, said that they you know believe it's a serious thing. They don't. They're not. You know, it wasn't just a, a wasted pick. Obviously, they know if he has a good year in football, he's probably going to stick with football. Uh, but if not, you know, they're monitoring him and, and do want him and see some potential there. So uh, an interesting pick. And, and, you know, like I said, some people might have issues. But then after about round five, maybe round ten, every time, every pick you're making is kind of more of an educated guess or a flyer than anything. Yeah, absolutely. And his dad did say that baseball was his first love. Um and the fact is, he he's shown he's obviously a great athlete. He was throwing mid nineties in high school, 
Uh, and so when you have a football player who can throw mid nineties, it's obvious that you're going to sometimes think, what could we do with him if he focused on baseball and yeah, 20th round, like it's a perfect time to take a flyer. I, I told somebody on Twitter, I wouldn't be surprised if he has the best chance of making the big leagues of anybody taken in the 20th round, because 20th round is when you take guys who aren't prospects. He he's probably the best athlete who was taken uh, the best player taken in the 20th round, at least the most potential. Yeah. Yeah. He's got the size. He's got the arm strength. It'd just be a matter of if he does well and the doctor bring him on. But uh, I remember covering him from my last job, just, you know, making a few videos about, so I know a lot about him. And when I saw that they drafted him, I'm like, Oh, that's very interesting. But uh, yeah, his career hasn't panned out quite in college football, but we'll see what happens. Yep. But uh, we'll have more draft talk either later this week or, or maybe into next week. Probably with our guy, future Dodgers, Justin, again, uh, he knows a lot more than we do. We're going to have some time to finish out his research because the Dodgers did draft a handful of high school guys. And those guys usually don't have as much info on them, especially when you get into later rounds uh, than some of these other guys. But there is draft talk coming. There's one more day off today, and then the Dodgers start in New York over the weekend. That's going to do it for today's episode, Jeff, unless you have anything else, Jeff. No, that's it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen. Make sure to find us wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube and on the SiriusXM app, which is also where you can find Dodgers home broadcasts if you search Dodgers SiriusXM or SXM app. We can be found on social media as well, Twitter and Instagram at Dodgers. Jeff is on Twitter at Snydog. I'm at Vince Samperio. The DMs are open on all those accounts if you need to get a hold of us. You can also get a hold of us via email, lockdowndodgers at gmail.com or via voicemail text at 323-863-5625. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be with us when you get in your car. If you're at home, there's my device play podcast, Lockdown Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one. We'll talk to you tomorrow.